Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Thursday, May the 30th. This week we're focusing on an important clinical question. What are the vascular and gastric effects of high-dose, long-term use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories? Well, let's now hear from one of the authors of an article published online today, Thursday, May the 30th, Professor Colin Bajan, talking about these latest findings at a press launch held in London. What I'm going to tell you about, and I think is actually a good news story, because we're talking about empowering patients with information about potential risks of drugs that may be very helpful to them. We're talking about millions, potentially, of patients with severe arthritis who have to take some sort of pain relief be able to go about their daily lives. And what we've tried to do with this collaborative work, international collaboration, is to provide patients with the information they need to make judgments about whether they take those drugs. So the particular types of drugs we're talking about are non-steroidal drugs, also known as NSAIDs. Um, They are used very widely in the UK, about 17 million prescriptions every year in the UK of NSAIDs. The most commonly used ones are diclofenac, ibuprofen, and naproxen. They account for almost uh, 80% of all prescriptions. What we're talking about today is the use of high doses of non-steroidal drugs. And I do want to emphasize that we're not talking about use of generally lowish doses of non-steroidal drugs bought over the counter in the chemist. We're not talking about people using these drugs for a few weeks because they sprain their muscle. We're talking about people with severe arthritis who have to use these drugs to be able to go about their daily lives. So we're talking about high doses. These drugs are very effective in reducing pain and swelling, and they may make the difference between a person being able to get out of bed in the morning, go down to their local shop, buy a pint of milk, just go about their daily lives or not. The project that we embarked upon some 10 years ago, actually, was really about trying to take all the information that was available in randomized trials and to work collaboratively with the doctors and scientists who performed those trials to bring together information about the risks of non-steroidal drugs. And the particular risks we're talking about are risks of cardiovascular disease, particularly heart attacks, but also other types of cardiac disease. And the risks of ulceration and bleeding, gastric ulceration and bleeding. Those are the two main things that we've studied in this work. And it's been a massive effort over many years to bring together the information, to work with the scientists, to understand the data. And we've all together studied 639 randomized trials randomizing in a total of more than 300,000 patients. And the information that we've got from those studies has often been, not always, but often been very, very detailed. Depending on how recent it is, we've been able to get information on individual patients. So we've been able to study the risks of non-steroidals in unprecedented detail. So the trials themselves were sent to the University of Oxford, and the data were processed and checked and the analyses performed. And the results, as you've heard, are going to be published in The Lancet tomorrow. What we've got is detail about the effects of these drugs on heart attacks, strokes, and 
the risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. And we also have information about ulcer bleeding and, and heart failure, people having to go into hospital because they've got heart failure. Non-steroidal drugs are all potentially able to cause these side effects. What we showed was that diclofenac and ibuprofen in particular, because those were the most widely studied drugs and they were always studied in high doses, I can't emphasise that enough, we're talking about high doses, we showed that they increased the risk of having a heart attack or having a stroke or dying from cardiovascular disease, one of those things, we increased the risk, we showed that they, they increased the risk by about 40%. But actually that's not the statistic that most people want to know about. If you're a patient and you go and sit in front of your GP and have a discussion about the risks of drugs, you want to know in concrete terms how much extra risk am I going to have if I take this drug. So the whole purpose of our project was to be able to provide doctors and patients with this information. On average, uh, overall in the trials that studied mostly arthritis patients, the risk in any one year of having a heart attack, having a stroke or dying from vascular disease was about 0.8% or if you like 8 per thousand per year risk of having one of those events. And taking a non-steroidal drug, particularly ibuprofen in a high dose or diclofenac in a high dose, increased that risk from 8 to 11 per thousand per year. So 11 minus 8 is 3 extra per year. If you put it in that way, 3 per thousand per year sounds like it's quite a low risk. But the judgment has to be made by patients. So if you're a patient and you go and sit in front of your doctor and you discuss it, you are the one who should be making the judgment about whether three per thousand per year is worth it to allow you potentially to be able to go about your daily life. But not everybody is at average risk. And one of the purposes of our project was to try, try to provide information about the risks that might be present in people who are at somewhat higher than average risk of cardiovascular disease. So for example, a person might be a smoker, or they might, might have high blood pressure, they might have high cholesterol. And doctors have very good ways of predicting the extra risks of heart disease that come with those conditions. So what we wanted to be able to do was to study within the trials, remember there's unprecedented detail on, the, on patients in these trials, we want to be able to study how much extra risk you would get if you were higher than average risk of heart disease. And what we found was actually very straightforward to explain. Because the higher your risk of heart disease, it turns out, the higher your risk of having a complication from a non-steroidal. So roughly speaking, if you've got double the risk of heart disease, then the risk of having a heart attack is roughly doubled. So this is not complicated mathematics. It's quite easy to explain. It's quite easy to understand. And quite easy, I think, to communicate to patients. So what's needed is for doctors and patients to sit down together for a calculation to be made of how much risk a patient has of cardiovascular disease and then for the uh, extra risk to, to be discussed with the patient. And only they can make a judgment about whether the extra risks are worth it for them. The drugs I, I mentioned um, 
are the most widely used in the UK. Around two-thirds of prescriptions come uh, are with ibuprofen or diclofenac in the UK. But in talking about high doses, we're really talking about this relatively uh, small number of people compared to those who take NSAIDs. I mean, 17 million prescriptions a year. We are not talking about 17 million people taking high doses. We're talking chiefly about people who have rheumatoid arthritis. That's about 400,000 people in the UK. Or maybe have uh, osteoarthritis, which is a different disease. Um, and in the numbers of those types of people with osteoarthritis of the hip or knee, number about 7 million. But not all of those will have severe disease, not severe enough to warrant high doses of a non-steroidal drug. So we're still talking about millions of people who potentially might be taking long-term, that is lifelong, uh, a non-steroidal drug to be able to give them back some sort of quality of life to allow them to, to, to go about their daily activities. What we're not talking about, just to emphasize again, is using short courses of over-the-counter non-steroidals uh, for uh, conditions that are going to get better in time. Things like a, a knee sprain or something similar where you go into your chemist and you buy something just to tide you over for maybe a few weeks or perhaps a month or two. That, that we're not talking about. The risks that we've studied are setting a sort of benchmark for the higher, the upper limit of the risks that we see from these drugs because the trials really study only high doses. So what will happen now, I think, is once the data become known, there will be more information available for doctors to be able to have discussions with their patients about the risks of uh, cardiovascular risks of the drugs. Um, there, will, there are some details about uh, the risks of these drugs that we will need to discuss. One of those is that naproxen is a third non-steroidal, and naproxen has quite a special effect in that it prevents platelets in the blood from sticking together. And our study has shown that naproxen really doesn't have much cardiovascular risk associated with it, so it doesn't cause heart attacks. So it's quite different to the other non-steroidals. But, and there's always a twist, naproxen increases the risk of bleeding from ulcers because it prevents platelets from sticking together. The blood is more likely to, to uh, bleed, um, and that causes a higher risk of ulcer bleeding. So it's not straightforward choice. If a person is at higher risk of ulcer bleeding, they may choose not to use the proxy. So those, this type of information is going to be available to doctors and discussions will have to be uh, taking place about particular types of, uh, of non-steroidals that may be appropriate for particular patients. But the personalization of non-steroidal therapy, I think, um, is, is important. And it's likely that this research will help doctors and patients to start those discussions, either because they're considering for the first time a non-steroidal uh, or not using a non-steroidal perhaps, or somebody's already on a non-steroidal and wants to talk about the options for moving forward. Many thanks indeed to Colin Bagent and to you all for listening. See you next time.